Oh, it's back. I can't believe it's back. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. That's right, friends. It's Friday once again, which means I have cleared Jack and Joe out of the studio, taking over the One More Thing podcast, doing a little uh, recap on uh, on a small recap on kind of what I'm currently watching. Then we'll do a little bit of a preview for the upcoming Better Call Saul season, which is coming back after a year and a half absence on uh, Sunday, I do believe. And this will contain, uh, you know, spoiler alerts. So if you have not yet caught up on through season four, of Better Call Saul. Well, ta-ta for now. Please uh, be sure to check back uh, before uh, you start Season 5 when you've finished Season 4, if you so desire. But yes, this uh, will be a spoilerific discussion to some extent. So I'm not just directly uh, revealing spoilers, but in discussing the show, some will uh, obviously be involved. Uh, uh, I'm actually about an episode behind on The Outsider, the Stephen King uh, series on HBO. Once I get caught up on that, we'll be sure to circle back and uh, and enjoy that uh, discussion. Uh, maybe next week, I think, is when I'm I'm kind of ballparking for that. Uh, my favorite show currently going right now is the McMillions uh, docu series, also on the home box office. Um, FBI agent Doug, who is 100% a real thing, a real person, a real FBI agent who was crucial to uncovering this McDonald's uh, monopoly game mafia tie is one of the most interesting persons I've ever seen on uh, TV, regardless of whether that's fictional or not. He is a, 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 a he is quite the card and a cut up. Uh, he's he's a character, man. I, I enjoy watching him. He almost makes makes the whole series worthwhile, in addition to just kind of the interesting way that the FBI breaks cases. But jumping forward to The Better Call Saul, season five, we uh, where did we leave off with our uh, with our heroes? Well, uh, Saul Goodman, uh, a.k.a. Jimmy McGill, uh, officially got reinstated by the bar after his his brief suspension of his lawyer's license. Uh, he was working some part-time gigs. He was flipping uh, burner phones to potential crooks, uh, which seems to be setting the groundwork of his future client criminal network for when he becomes the lawyer for criminals that we all know and love him from uh, the Breaking Bad universe. He is now absolutely just fully embracing his con artist powers. Uh, the first early seasons, there was uh, constantly this tension of, of you know, is he is he trying to be good? Is he just going to go back to his slipping Jimmy uh, con artist ways of his youth? Uh, with, with the passing of his brother, Chuck McGill, that really seemed to kind of take the the restrictor plate off his uh, his path, uh, barreling down the, the, the crooked path, that is. Um, and now he's, he's just really steering into it. And he's like, this is, this is who I am. Uh, the, the other versions of me didn't, didn't really fit me well. Uh, you guys wouldn't let me win in that game anyway. So I got to play my game. Uh, and somewhat entangled in that now is, is one Kim Wexler who, uh, Rhea Seahorn of, uh, who, who plays Kim Wexler is just a, a dynamite performer. Uh, one of the best performances I've seen in a long time. Really looking forward to to how she brings this home in the... I don't know if this is the final season or not, but in, in this season, it's sooner rather than later that she will get recognized award-wise for her performance in this. She's just phenomenal. But she, of the straight and narrow, has uh, used her good friend and sometimes on-and-off boyfriend Jimmy McGill's con artist powers to kind of help further her law career. And uh, while it's... It's it's always comfortable and uh, comforting to be under the wing of a dragon, which is uh, to paraphrase the line from Gangs of New York. Uh, 
you often lose track of how dangerous that dragon actually is. And the final uh, shot of the the season four seems to really kind of hammer that home where she doesn't know if she's a big fan of the the monster that she kind of helped encourage to create. Her willingness and uh, going to Jimmy McGill to help her with her own paperwork snafus and kind of running these cons to, to help various clients get off. Uh, it's fun while you're in it, but when she takes a step back, she realizes that uh, Jimmy McGill kind of put on a, a song and dance routine, just just really essentially lied to the bar to get reinstated. She seems to be maybe realizing that she has made a mistake and uh, and cozied up too close to a dragon and how that will go forward with her, her new law job and her continuing to kind of want to do public service or public defense work rather. Uh, how is that tension going to work between her and Saul Goodman? Now we have Mike Ehrmantraut, uh of he has been overseeing the construction of the infamous meth lab behind uh, underneath the laundromat from Breaking Bad. Uh, Gustavo Fring uh, hired him as it kind of fully embraced him into his criminal enterprise. Uh, he's uh, Ermin Trout's even doing hits for him now, so there's there's really no turning back for 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 old Ermin Trout now. He's fully on the path of the character that we always knew he would become. Uh, but what goes uh, forward? How much time leap forward will there be? Are we just going to pick up immediately where the last one stopped? I doubt that from the way that these stories have been told in the past in this in this season or in this series rather. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see if they do any sort of time leap stuff. Um, with this beyond, you know, the the flash forwards to the Cinnabon life of uh, post Breaking Bad that they they sprinkle in the during the during the seasons. Um, Howard Hamlin, I have no idea what he's going to do. I hope that he continues to be a part of the show. He's low key uh, my favorite side character in this whole series. I, I find him to be uh, very hilarious, even when he's not intending to be. Uh, Nacho Varga uh, of the the Hector Salamante lineage. Uh, he is now also under the wing of Gustavo Fring, although he's kind of playing both sides. The Salamancas still believe him to be on their side. How how is his loyalty going to play out? How will his um, path progress? And and the tensions that he has between the Gustavo Fring and, uh, crime life and the the Salamanca, aka the Mexican cartel crime life. Where is he going to get pulled? And is he? Uh, if I had to put a bet on. The main of the main characters not making it through the season, I think he would be the the best odds to to at some point meet an untimely demise uh, going forward. Kind of an easy thing to predict because a lot of these characters we know survive all the way to Breaking Bad. But I, it is the best show on television uh, when it's on, and I, I'm so excited to have it back. I look forward to doing probably a weekly uh, update with these. Maybe I'll do the same thing where I wait a couple weeks to a couple episodes at a time. I'm still trying to figure out how I want this Friday solo podcast to go. But I appreciate you guys having a, having a listen along with me. I hope you guys are enjoying the Better Call Saul and looking forward to it as much as I am. And uh, yeah, hit me up with your thoughts on Twitter. My, uh, You can find me at Positive Sean. Happy to continue the discussion there and uh, looking forward to it. But until next time, have a good time. I just started Game of Thrones. Heard the last season's awesome. <laughs> well, I guess that's it.